Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss an interesting election story. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. This week, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, announced an enforcement action against online alcohol delivery service, Drizzly. And in a unique move, they also brought an action against the company's CEO. The enforcement action is related to a data security issue that led to a 2020 data breach that exposed the information of 2.5 million customers. What's interesting about this order is that it would follow the CEO to future businesses, requiring him to implement a security program at any company he runs that collects information from more than 25,000 people. The order would require both the CEO and Drizzly to destroy unnecessary data, create and implement new data controls, and also train their employees about cybersecurity. This could point to a new approach by the FTC in addressing companies and leadership that don't take the necessary safeguards to protect our information. Previously, the FTC had only used this approach in a few enforcement actions, instead choosing to only name individual executives in fraud and deceptive marketing cases. The Department of Justice announced indictments against 10 spies working with the Chinese government. Of the three announced criminal cases, the one that is getting the most headlines involves two Chinese intelligence officers who attempted to interfere with a criminal investigation into a Chinese-based telecommunications company, which some are saying is Huawei. The spies attempted to bribe a U.S. law enforcement official to share secrets about an ongoing prosecution of a major Chinese firm. The law enforcement officials they thought they had successfully bribed were actually, in fact, operating as double agents, working for the U.S. government, gathering evidence against the two suspects, and feeding them false details and documents in order to win their trust. The case highlights what U.S. officials say is a relentless effort by the Chinese government to both recruit American sources and to harass perceived enemies on U.S. soil. The FBI director explained at a news conference that each of these cases lay bare the Chinese government's flagrant violation of international law as they work to project their authoritarian view about the world. Our next story comes from the Wall Street Journal. Some companies are using deep fake technology to create ads of celebrities. What makes this story more interesting is that some of these companies are doing this without this celebrity's permission. There are certainly benefits of using this technology for advertisements. It's certainly cheaper and probably faster than getting a celebrity to appear in an actual advertisement. But there are certainly risks, especially if the company does not get permission. 
it can leave the impression that a star is actually endorsing the product. In the U.S., there are not many laws that address the use of deepfake technology, which means that there is a great potential, but there is also a potential for real harm. And this harm goes beyond some celebrities not getting paid. Our final story is a look at how plaintiff attorneys are using state wiretapping laws as a way to sue companies for web tracking. A class action lawsuit was recently filed against tire company Goodyear, alleging that it used tracking software to record and view mouse movements, clicks, and keystrokes when customers visited their website. Multiple other retailers are facing similar types of lawsuits, including Old Navy, Banana Republic, Norton LifeLock, and Home Depot. While people can certainly object to efforts to track users' activities on websites, I don't think lawmakers contemplated wiretapping statutes used in this way. We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday in a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. Apple issued a new update to its iOS software to address 20 security defects, including a zero-day exploit that has been used in the wild. So if you have an Apple device, it is important that you install this patch. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now on to our main story. The Republican National Committee, the RNC, has sued Google, claiming that the company is suppressing its email solicitations ahead of the midterm elections. The RNC is claiming that Google discriminated against them by sending their campaign emails to user spam folders. The complaint alleges that the RNC's emails go to spam folders and that it has impact Republicans' efforts to fundraise and could even impact the midterm elections. In response, Google explains that the filtering of emails is based on the actions of users, and they even provide training and assistance to campaigns to avoid these type of issues. This dispute highlights the importance that large tech companies play in elections. Gmail is the most popular email platform in the world and represents over half of the U.S. email market. If people aren't receiving campaign emails, it could impact not only funding, but get out the vote efforts. How this lawsuit is resolved will certainly have an impact not only on this election, but it could either dampen or reignite complaints from the right about censorship. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out, and it's the Kids Bop Award. Kids Bop is a series of albums where kids sing family-friendly versions of hit pop songs. It's the kid version of what adults are doing. Kids aren't just mimicking adult songs. <laughs> They're also copying them as being victims of cybercrime. Last year, people under the age of 20 lost over $100 million to online scams according to figures based on the FBI's Internet Crime Report. This is a huge increase compared to the $8 million lost in 2017. The number for people over the age of 60, however, is still extremely higher. 
Last year, our seniors lost $1.7 billion to online scams. I think we can all agree that we don't need a kids bop version of online scamming victims. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.